Hi everyone, this is Jen and Sam and welcome to our podcast Miracle Mindset. Where we give you our unsolicited, probably unwanted advice. But if you want to become the best version of yourself, start believing in yourself a little bit more, then tune in every Sunday for the podcast. Cheers. Bye. Hi guys, I'm so excited to announce that this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and it's a partnership that's going to help anybody that may be struggling lately. I know that a lot of you have been messaging recently so maybe it's trouble with sleeping, relationships or even just struggling with low self-esteem. Therapy for me has been an absolute game changer. It's such a roller coaster, but there's so many things that I've learned about myself and Jen obviously turned to therapy when she felt a little bit stuck and just wanted to let go of old thought patterns. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help. So it's a private online session. You can book at your own convenience, at the comfort of your own home, because I know it's quite daunting actually going out and sitting in front of someone and pouring your heart out. But all you need to do is fill out a questionnaire and you'll be matched with the best therapist for you within 48 hours. BetterHelp are offering our Miracle Mindsets listeners 10% off the first month at betterhelp.com forward slash Miracle Mindsets. So that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash Miracle Mindsets. And as we've said before, we'll only ever get sponsors on who we genuinely believe in. And we know after all the work that we do, that therapy is one of the best investments that you can ever make for yourself. So thank you so much, BetterHelp, for sponsoring the podcast. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Miracle Mindsets. I'm so excited because we've got a guest on today and we reached out to her about a month ago and finally got a date in and I'm so excited because she is our breakup bestie. Um, so thank you so much Kendra for coming on. If you want to let people know just a little bit about you, who you are, why you got into the breakup life because I feel like you're going to be a lot of people's gurus on this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad we were able to do this. Um, so I never thought obviously growing up, it was like never my dream to be like a breakup person on the internet. Um, but I went through, I went through a series of breakups, um, like probably start like my first one was 2011. And then I had like kind of a series of breakups. I came out of a really toxic narcissistic relationship. Um, I came out of that, never really recovered from it and kind of just jumped into a series of relationships and kept going through breakups. And finally I went through a really, really hard breakup back in 2015. And I also, um, part of my story is I've been in recovery from drugs and alcohol for almost 10 years. And when I got sober there was like so much information there was like support groups and therapists and books and like just all this resource all these resources all this support um which was great because it's obviously such a hard thing to do but then when I went through my breakup in 2015 I was like there's nothing out there like there's just not like there's not support groups there's not like processes to go through there's not like classes that you can take. I don't know. It's just like, there's not a lot of stuff out there for breakups. And, um, and I thought, oh my God, there's such breakups are so hard. They're like such a universal thing. We all go through them and there's just not a lot out there. Um, that's not like how to get your ex back or which I'm like, so not, that's like, just so not my thing. So I thought, okay, I'll start an Instagram account and, um, and see what like 
if people like it and there was so much great feedback and it's just kind of evolved from there of, um, and I've learned so much. I started the Instagram account almost five years ago and I've learned so much from the people that follow and what they go through. And so I've really been able to like become this platform for, um, for helping people go through breakups. And my big thing is like, I'm really big on validating people's feelings and also giving them like step-by-step actionable advice for them to focus on themselves um, when going through a breakup instead of like obsessing about the ex. Mm. Wow. Because I think that is, I, I think that's so common. Like I think one of the biggest things, like what you were saying then about online, there is so much stuff about like how to make your ex miss you or how yeah. to, you know what I mean? Like it's a very, it's like, it's never focused on you and your healing. And I think that a lot of people will probably jump into trying to get their ex back and rectify something without actually going through the process of healing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, I literally, right before I got on this podcast, I have a membership group and someone was like, what do I do if I want to get my ex back? And I'm like, honestly, if if that's the goal, like this is not the group for you. And I'm totally happy to tell people like, I don't think this is the right thing for you. If that's your goal, that's not the goal of breakup bestie the breakup bestie is all about like working on yourself and moving forward um yeah I know sometimes people do get back together with their exes and that's okay but like it's all about it's not about trying to get an ex back you know Mm -hmm. do you think that you were that person that used to want to get their ex back like I want to know a little bit about before you had like all these relationships and learned so much and come out on the other end and for the people that like are just going through a breakup for the first time or have never been through a breakup but like maybe fear it the person that you were before and how much you've learned through going through all of those experiences because it's like it's a chance to go really deep into yourself isn't it and like draw up things that you never would have necessarily done if you were happy and just going through your day to day. Yeah, honestly, like if I look back at like my old relationship self, it's very unrecognizable to me. Um, I wasn't necessarily like the person who would try to get an ex back, but I was someone that would pretty much like do anything to keep a relationship in my life. Um, So I was the person that like I called myself like the chameleon, like I would literally morph into anything to make someone want to be with me. So I would, you know, change my interests and how I dressed and like my goals and my like, honestly, even at times like my religious beliefs, like I would literally change anything to be in a relationship. And I really did not ever focus on like my self-worth or my self-esteem. Um, I think the perfect example of this is I was, um, I was in a relationship and the, and the guy like, like had nowhere to live. So I like let him basically move all of his stuff in with me, which was, I did not have a big place. So like floor to ceiling with boxes. Um, and he was staying with me for two weeks and basically was like, I don't think we should be in a relationship anymore, but like, I don't have anywhere else to go. So I literally let this person live with me for like three weeks. Um, after he had broken up with me, um, like let him sleep in my bed, like all, like that was just, and like, I look at myself now and I'm like, Oh my God, that's like, and I, so if you're someone that's like that, I've been there totally get it. But like now looking at that, I'm mortified because I'm like, that's so not me. Um, and it, and it did take 
for me, it took learning how to go through learning how to lose someone gracefully and learn how to like rely on myself and how to like actually enjoy being single. Once I learned that I was okay on my own, it like elevated my standards because I knew that I was great on my own. And if I wanted to be in a relationship, like it should add to my life. It shouldn't like take anything away from it. I think that's so true. I think like what you were saying then about I would just mold to be whoever that person wanted me to be. It's such like a thing that you do when you're just like first getting into relationships or speaking to people. I remember like once completely doing that, just like acting up for somebody, like really wanting them to like me, just agreeing whatever they said. And then like weren't speaking anymore. And I heard, (laughs) this is so funny, but I heard an Alicia Keys song called Gramercy Park. And in it, she's like, um, you've fallen for a person that's not even me. And I was like, wow, like, it's genuinely true. We can, you can act all you want, but eventually you're only gonna like really be harming yourself. But I think learning who you are, yourself, like yourself and having time on your own and then being unafraid to show up as that person is when like you'll be most confident and attract like the best partner for you or even if it does break up be like that's fair enough because I am who I am I really like who I am and if you don't want to be with that person then that's fine yeah yeah and just knowing I just think like knowing how to go through a breakup is such a powerful thing because you know like I give the example now like I'm married I've been married for four years and obviously love my husband like we have a great relationship, but I do know that like, if we were, if something were to happen, I would be okay. Cause I like, I've done this before. I know how to go through this. Mind you, like every breakup's really, really hard, regardless if you know how to go through it. Um, but I just think, especially for me as someone who is so like anxious in relationships, um, having the freedom of knowing like I'll be okay either way has allowed me to be myself in relationships. Otherwise, like I would be so, I always felt like I had the feeling of walking on eggshells or like, what if I say this and they don't like it. And now it's like, I have the freedom to like not have to, I used to spend so much time thinking about being in a relationship when I was in a relationship. And now it's like, that's, I, I don't have to spend a lot of time thinking about my relationship. That's so interesting because I think, I do think that it it is obviously a process and I want to ask you in a little bit of like, if given advice, because I know personally for me, at the start of my breakup, like I kept going back because I was like, it's far easier to try and be with someone than to deal with the fact that I'm going to lose them. And so that was honestly one of the hardest things I've ever had to go through in my life, like actually accepting like, this person is no longer going to be your person anymore and they're out of your life and I think that what you were saying then about being okay and you're like for people who are going through a breakup at the moment or have just been through a breakup or whatever what would you say or how would you say that you do get to that place where you do start to realize your own worth beyond the relationship because I do think a lot of people lose themselves and have their own identity linked to the relationship like you believe that that is you as well so you're yeah. like you're losing yourself sometimes aren't you Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people um, lose their identity in relationships. I've definitely done that. Um, I think the biggest thing is like the first step is 
you, you just have to like give yourself the chance to do it. I think a lot of people don't even give themselves the chance to see that they're okay on their own because they'll either like keep going back to their ex or they'll just jump into a new relationship. And so they kind of continue this narrative that I'm not okay on my own. So I have to be in a relationship. So the first step is like kind of making a commitment to yourself that you're going to spend some time on your own. Um, and and recognizing like, it's going to be really scary. It's going to feel really uncomfortable, but a lot of the time you're, you, you have to like face those fears to figure out what's behind those fears. So like, you're not going to learn why you're afraid to be single until you're single and you're faced with like, oh my gosh, I have some like abandonment issues coming up. Um, I have like some like past trauma coming up. I'm dealing with the fact that like, I don't feel worthy when I'm not with someone else. So you kind of have to like, you kind of have to just go through it to figure out what's behind all of that. Um, and I always tell people like the best way to like build self-esteem and self-worth is by, do I call them like esteemable acts. Um, so like treating yourself well, talking nicely about yourself. Um, if you tell, you know, if you make the commitment, like, okay, during this breakup, like I'm going to start working out, like if you make that promise and then you actually act on it, that's building self-esteem. So keeping promises to yourself, keeping promises to other people, um, doing things that make you feel good about yourself. Um, that's the way to build self-esteem. It's not like we don't get to just like snap our fingers. Um, and even, you know, when you, if you think being in a relationship gives you self-esteem, that's not self-esteem. That's like a false sense of self-esteem. So you have mm -hmm. to learn like it's really like simple things. Like the most simple thing is like literally if you're shopping at a grocery store, like put, what do you guys call it in the UK? The shopping cart? Is it called a buggy? Trolley. <laughs> a trolley. Okay. Putting the trolley back in like the little rack thing instead of like leaving it, you know, some people just like leave it in the parking lot, like putting it back. That's like a very simple thing or like tidying up your house making your bed in the morning. Mm. Those little things, like those are the things that build self-esteem. It's not like some big, like you know, lightning strike moment that all of a sudden will give you self-esteem. And I think as well that there's like a pressure when you break up with someone to have this sort of glow up and like yeah. like thrive and like live your best life and stuff. And what you were saying then about um self-esteem, I think that we're all guilty of needing other people to validate us instead of us validating ourselves and I think what you were saying then about building your own, own self-esteem up it is about making yourself feel good enough regardless of if someone's broke up with you regardless if you aren't dating anyone at the moment it is about genuinely making yourself believe that thing isn't it yeah yeah I I did like a video the best way to illustrate that is like you know, there's that idea of like the revenge body. I think that's like the like glow up thing. And a lot of people are like, do, you know, like look really hot and like get an like work out and lose weight or all of those things to like get your ex. I don't know, to like get revenge on your ex in some way. But that's actually not I don't think that's helpful. I think it's great if you want to focus on yourself um, and you want to like prove yourself or whatever and however that looks. But if you're focusing on like getting fit for your ex, anytime you're at the gym, all you're going to be doing is thinking about your ex. So you're just giving them like more 
space in your mind than they deserve. Like the goal is you want to stop giving your ex energy. Um, and so the best way to stop doing that is to give yourself the energy instead of someone else. For somebody who's maybe just listening to this and they've typed in like how to get over a breakup and they're really like fresh from that breakup and they think yeah. listening to this thinking that sounds amazing but like how do I get there I feel so low or I just can't figure out how I could ever stop thinking about this about this person how would you say to like start from the bottom like immediate action yeah um so it's it's too well the central theme of it is I think people get too focused in the beginning on like healing the breakup when like in reality you're just not going to be able to heal from the breakup in the first couple weeks or even the first month or so depending on especially depending on the relationship so the focus in the beginning should really just be like how do I make it through today you know like how do I go to work how do I um eat how do I sleep like all you know kind of all those things so um so I think there's like too much focus on that versus um, there's too much focus on trying to heal instead of just like, I'm going to make breakfast. I'm going to, you know, go to work. I'm going to, you know, listen to an uplifting podcast on the way to work to prevent me from crying when I get to work. So just like those little things. Um, and the biggest way to do that is by like involving your friends. So I think support systems are very like underrated and a lot of people won't be honest with their friends. And I think a lot of people don't do that because either they think their friends like didn't like their ex. So they like, don't want to like involve them. Sometimes people don't aren't honest with their friends about the breakup because they want to reserve the right to get back together. So they don't want their friends to know how much pain they're in, in case they want to get back together and their friends don't want to say that's a bad idea. So I think, but you have to be honest with your friends. You have to say, I'm really struggling. I need your help. Can you come over? Can I call you? Um, can we get together this weekend? Like you have to be really specific about how you, um, about what you need, what kind of help you need. Cause a lot of people think that their friends know how to help them. Your friends know how to help your friends know how they want help, but they don't know how you want help unless you ask them. So asking your friends for help and focusing on getting through the days, I think is the biggest thing to do right when you're fresh from a breakup. Yeah, because I genuinely like it is funny, isn't it? It's like a different type of pain. Like I couldn't eat for weeks. Like, and I know so many people that just genuinely it's like grief. Like I just kept going downstairs every day, just crying every day. And like my mom, mom and dad got to the point where they were like, you, I think you need to like stop crying now. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, I don't know, but it, I feel like there's so much to process. And it is like it is grief, isn't it? Like it's losing a person and a lot of people I feel I genuinely don't know if like this is a theme with you but I feel like it's the year that people have just like realized what's not working or whatever because the amount of breakups that have happened this year and even on Miracle Mindsets the girls messaging and stuff just like losing some like a massive part of your life maybe even like the biggest part of your life but how would you say like because you do speak to men and women don't you initially I think you spoke to women and then you opened it up to men is that right yeah yeah, I remember listening on uh, one of your podcasts, but um, how would you say like men and women treat breakups? Do you think like they treat them very differently? Like, how do you think? Yeah, I. it's a really interesting question because, yeah, at first I just focused on women because like 
every, you know, I'm not like a therapist. It's all from personal experience. And I'm like, I'm a woman. So this translates women, but I started getting messages from men being like, Hey, this helps me to like, stop kind of like pushing us out of this. Um, so that's when I like opened it up. And what's so interesting is I think when I started breakup SC, I did think men and women went through breakups really differently. And I think the biggest thing I've learned is they go through breakups so similarly. I just think it's like cultural expectations a lot of the time that that makes it seem like they're going through things differently. I asked men, like, what do you wish women knew about how you dealt with breakups? And a lot of them said, like, I wish they knew how hard it was for us to talk to our friends and like how it's put in society that like we shouldn't cry and we shouldn't be depressed over breakups. And in reality, like it's really hard for us. So I think they don't have as many options available. Um, but I do think they go, I think they struggle a lot. Um, but I think they suppress, I think they suppress their feelings a lot better than women do. Um, so it, it appears sometimes that they're not struggling, but a lot of times they are, or a lot of the times they, they just kind of stuff their emotions down. And so further down the road, they're dealing with the breakup. Um, but it's so funny, like every Thursday Q and a, I get like, why do women like move on so fast? And I get, why do men move on so fast? <laughs> it's just like, you know, it's, it's the same. Um, so I think, and I try to tell women, like, don't assume that, men don't care. The The whole thing is like, don't ever assume that your ex didn't care about you. Um, sometimes people, and I will say people handle breakups really poorly. People make terrible decisions within relationships and they choose to cheat and they, they do really horrible things. However, um, I just don't, I just can't imagine that like exes ever forget about people or that, um, I try to remind people like, just because you were broken up with, doesn't mean that the person who broke up with you didn't also like go through a lot before they did that. So I just try to remember like breakups are hard for everyone. Um, I don't think anyone like wakes up one day and is like, I want to break my partner's heart today. I just don't think that's ever like the case mm -hmm. with it. And I think people, make breakups a lot harder because they start telling themselves the story of my ex never cared. Um, my ex never loved me. Everything was a lie. Um, they're going to forget about me. I think they, we tell ourselves those stories and they just make the breakup harder and breakups are already hard. So I, I love telling people like, don't make them harder than they need to be because they're already really hard. For people that are processing it, like obviously fresh in the mind how do you deal with or what advice do you give for people that like can't physically stop thinking about the rex whether they're thinking about what they're thinking of them whether they're yeah. stalking the profile whether they're stalking them in person like what what advice do you give to someone who physically can't stop stalking the rex yeah so like I can give like a visualization. So if you think about like your brain as like a per, let's call it a purse, like a purse, like there's only so much room in this purse. There's only so many things you can put in there. Um, you can pretty much assume that any open space you have in your mind is going to be filled with thinking about your ex. So any spare space you have, all you're going to, you're going to obsess about what they're doing, who they're hanging out with, who they're following on Instagram, all of those things. So the trick is to think about other things and to like fill your purse um, with things that you care about. So that's why it's so great to like pl make plans with friends, like 
book a travel plan, um, like get into therapy, pick up a new hobby, um, redecorate your house, like all of those kind of things, those will help. That's why distractions are great because they will give you like a little reprieve from thinking about your ex. But the best way to not think about your ex is to think about yourself and like focus on yourself. Um, and you know, some days you're going to think about your ex a lot, but like anytime you're around other friends or, um, you know, journaling or anything like that will help you think about your ex. And just remember, like, there's nothing wrong with you for thinking about your ex. I think sometimes we get way more worked up because we're like, oh my God, I can't stop thinking about them. This must mean I'm never going to get over them. This must mean something's wrong with me. This must mean that. So like, let go of the judgment of it. Just know that like, this is normal and try to do things to distract yourself in a healthy way. How would you deal with like the overthinking or the obsessive thoughts that you've done something wrong or like it was the Mm. right thing and you've let it go or like almost the regret? Yeah. Yeah. I call them like the could have, should haves kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so the biggest message that I have is like, if you're meant to be with your ex, you, you would be, you know, that's like the biggest thing. And even if, um, like you guys completely break up, like if you're meant to be with your ex, like I, I feel very, very strongly, like you're supposed to be, you're going to end up with them regardless of distance or a breakup. Um, so that's like, I don't know. That's to me that like, let go that Mm. gave me so much peace of mind, just knowing like, okay, if we were meant to be together, we would have been together. Um, and any like mistake quote unquote that you think you made that caused the breakup. Um, if that relationship was meant to be like, you would still be with them regardless of like a mistake that you, that you think you made. Um, and all we can do is like learn for future relationships. Like if you really think you made like some big mistake with this, like the best thing you can do is learn from it and, you know, do, do differently in an, in a new relationship. But, um, and I also tell people, I don't know, I don't like the term soulmate because I just think like, I don't think, I think it would be like a very cruel joke if the universe gave you like one person you were supposed to end up with and then that relationship didn't work. Like there's not just one person out there for you. I promise. Like you can always find love. You can always, you know, there's always time to like find a new relationship, but there's not like the one that got away. That's like such a popularized thing in like songs and movies, but I don't think that's a thing. Like, I don't think if you sat down with like a bunch of like 80 and 90 year olds and said like, did you have one that got away and you were never happy after that? And they would say, no, that's just like, that's just not a thing. So that's my thoughts on it. I think that's such a, like a really good way to think about it. Like when I was struggling to actually deal with the breakup and like move on and what Jen was saying about like guilt and stuff, like it's so easy sometimes when you're, when you've got your fir- your purse absolutely stuffed to the brim, like receipts flying out everything to not think about your part to play and things like that and you can go over and over it but then the idea that like when you do have to just have a little bit of faith in the universe and trust that like what is coming is better than what's gone and if if that person's meant to be in your life in a few years or whatever but I do think you need to be honest with yourself that like you said your ex is, is an ex for a reason like if you're perfectly happy you would still be together and there would be no there would be no breakup that you'd be having to deal with. And I think it's obviously hard to accept and a lot of people can be in denial. But 
when you start to actually accept it and you do start to feel a little bit better and start to put the focus on you, you, you do realise like that that may have just been a chapter of your story and it's so nice when you finally come through the other side, but yeah. just take a while. <laughs> yeah. And I even like posted something on my Instagram the other day of, I think we like to blame ourselves for breakups because it makes us feel more in control. It's a lot for whatever reason, it's a lot more reassuring to know that we did something that caused the breakup instead of just thinking like this person has total control to like rip themselves out of my life. So I think sometimes we focus on what we think we did wrong to cause the breakup because it gives us some sense of control, even though, um, even though we don't, you know, we don't have control of our relationships, even in really healthy relationships, like we're never fully in control of another person. Um, so I think that I think a lot of people will blame themselves because of that. That's like a huge coping mechanism. Who did we have on the podcast recently? And they were talking about that? Or was it something that I was just having a conversation with? But that's like, one of the biggest coping mechanisms that will always look for our part to play because at least then we can have some control in not letting it happen again. If you notice like through your group or through speaking to people, other kind of like unhealthy coping mechanisms that people might be doing that maybe people listening could recognize and like get themselves out of. I know that obviously mentioned like alluded to drugs and alcohol abuse, but nothing even that extreme, but like people might be, going out like far more than they would usually like to or like losing themselves in some other way, not turning up to work, whatever it may be like little coping mechanisms that like you've noticed in other people so that you could share and other people might notice it in in themselves or in their friends or family or somebody that's like going through something. Yeah, I think the biggest like unhealthy, I mean, I think anything you're doing to like completely numb yourself out, I think is important to not do. Um, But I think the biggest thing is like not doing what feels right to you. So like if your friends are like, oh, get out and start dating and you like try to throw yourself into a relationship or like try to put yourself on dating apps when you're not ready and that just doesn't feel right to you. Um, Or if you are um, like obsessively looking at your exes, I call it playing investigator, like any kind of playing investigator you're doing with your ex of like stalking their social media or keeping tabs or like asking your friends about them and things like that. That stuff is like really not healthy, even though it does give you some sense of control. Yeah. I think anytime you're like, someone's trying to play investigator with their ex and spending a lot of time, um, like, you know, people I one time posted like the question box and I said, like, what have you done to like play investigator with your ex? And like people will go to some like some wild lengths to do that. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Just like, you know, lo- like going to their ex's work, like just to like, you know, and I've done that where I'm like driving by an ex's house and I like just like take one little detour down their street to see if like I see anyone, you know, it's like we do. So any kind of that stuff, that's definitely not good. Um, I'm also, I think, I think one of the most unhealthy things people do after a breakup is try to be friends with their ex. Um, Mm. and I will even say like, even if you do share kids with your ex, like and everyone I've talked to that's gone through like a successful divorce with kids has said like you do have to cut off the friendship for a little bit in order to like be friends in the long run. You just have to kind of go into like a business partnership mode with your kids. But I just think when 
try to be friends with an ex, one person wants it to be more than a friendship. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's really hurting that person. Like someone's always getting really hurt if you're trying to stay friends with an ex. Yeah, it probably feels so much safer. Like I was saying before, like it's easier to go back and it's even if you're not happy or it's easier to try again or it's easier to be friends because you don't feel like you're losing them. Exactly, yeah. But it's not like that's the thing like it it feels safer in the moment but you're only hurting yourself more like it might happen again in a year or two years but I do can you talk a little bit about like the no contact rule because I do definitely see the benefit of it um but yeah I want you to talk a little bit about the no contact rule yeah so the reason I don't know it's like I think it's really important to be really black and white with the no contact rule because when I And mind you, like I contacted exits in almost every single one of my breakups until the most recent one, because I, because that was like the the time I went through a breakup and like felt the healthiest. Um, Anytime I wasn't doing the no contact rule, I would obsess about when I was like, what's a good excuse to reach out to them? When am I going to hear from them? If I heard from them, when should I reply? should I, should we get together? Should we not get to like, it's just, I spent so much and talk about like obsessing about your ex. Like I spent so much time thinking like, should I talk to them? Should I not? Um, anytime I looked at my phone, I wanted it to be them. Um, anytime they sent something, I would spend like a half hour analyzing it of like, what does this mean? Do they still, they, do they want to get back together? Um, so I think just saying like no contact, that's it. I think that, and every, like, I talked to so many people who say their level of anxiety went so, like, went away almost after going no contact because they weren't thinking that they were going to hear from their ex or they weren't trying to figure out when they could contact their ex. Um, And you also, a big part of a breakup is learning how to live without someone, without this person in your life. And so, by going no contact, you're teaching yourself how to do that. You're just like I said, like the best way to learn how to be single is to be single. The best way to learn how to live without someone is to not talk to them and not because mm. you're you are really used to calling them after work. You are really used to texting them throughout the day. So you have to learn how to not do that. Um, you have to you're learning how to live without this person. So by not contacting them, you're learning how to rely on your friends. You're learning how to lean on family a little bit more. Um, and you are learning how to do it without them. So um so I, I just think it's like it just takes yes, it's harder in the beginning because you completely lose the person, but I think that's how you prevent breakups lasting like a year more like multiple years because you're not like staying in touch with them and you're not like hanging on and hanging on for hope because you're like oh still talking so maybe they do want to get back together the best rule I heard was from one of my private coaching clients and she said I'll know if I could be friends with my ex if I were to get his wedding invitation and be and not have my stomach drop like that's the like are you okay with them dating because if you're friends with them you should be if you're just going to be there and they should be able to say I'm going on a date and you should be okay with that like my friend said it to me the other day and what like it literally just couldn't have been more true she basically has been like on and off with her ex and things and she ended up saying to them like I don't know what it is with you but like for everybody else to have such high standards I know my worth I know how I should be treated but from you like I accept breadcrumbs and like that's just accepted and I like trick myself into like you were saying they might send one line and you sat there for half an hour thinking 
oh my god he's messaged me like yeah I'm on his mind tonight I'm so happy and like it really is so important I do think that no, like no contact rule somebody at my work actually is doing it at the moment for a month and every day I'm like he's still doing it she's like yeah she's very like strong-willed like older woman knows her worth and she's just doing it and like it is so valuable I think that you can ever truly get over an ex until you meet someone new no I mean I mean I don't think that's true I don't think it's true that you can only get over an ex with someone else um I think that's like I think if we're being honest that's probably the final 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 thing to know like oh I can be happy with someone else I think that's Mm -hmm. like the final part um, but I think there are so, I think if we think about, I think a lot of people think about a breakup as like one giant finish line of like, okay, I'm over it when really it's like a series of a bunch of little ones. Um, so I, I think like, if we're talking about a series of finish lines, the very last one is okay. I can be happy with someone else. Um, but I think you, you hit so many other finish lines of knowing you're okay. When you like, you know, go a whole day and you're like, oh, I didn't think about them today. Like the big finish line or you can um like you go to the restaurant that you had your first date at and you feel okay like that's a finish line so I just think I think you to a point where you're so happy and you know you're okay and you're at peace without that person I think that happens far before you get into a new relationship so what do you think as a person who's just gone through a breakup what do you think um to be honest I feel you might think that you have self-worth and stuff and might think you're really confident but then when someone disrespects you that you love or like you I think you tolerate so much and I think that like I kept going back and kept going back and kept going back because I was just like I love this person I really want to make it work and then the final straw it was like I was teaching myself like no (laughs) like you can't keep going back to someone that hurts yeah and so I think the biggest thing for me like it is the little hurdles it's like it was teaching myself that I am capable of like building myself up and not running back to this person because I do think that you do and especially like your first relationship you do just accept the love because that's all you know whereas like you were saying it to me weren't you like so many people were saying like you deserve so much like I don't know why you're crying every night like so I think like the past couple of months to me has been like teaching yourself basically that you can be okay on your own yeah yeah I think I mean a big thing of I think one of the biggest ways you can build self-worth is by like determining what you will accept and what you won't accept mm-hmm. I think like that's why I tell people like begging for an ex back people will say like well I want you know like, and people will get really hung up on, oh, if I beg for them back, it makes me look bad. That's not what it's about. Like begging for your ex back or like trying to make it work at all costs. All it's doing is like telling it's, you're just telling yourself like you don't deserve what you want. Like you don't deserve to be treated well. Um, It's like very much lowering your self-worth. So by saying, I don't, I won't tolerate this anymore. This is what I deserve and I will not accept less. Um, That's the biggest. And then following up and like following through with that, that's like one of the best ways that you can build self-worth in the relationship department um, is by saying, this is my standard. I won't go below it. And, um, and that's hard. It's not easy to do because mm-hmm. especially when you get all the butterflies and you have all these great memories with someone and you know what they can be, um, that's hard. It's hard to say like, I, I know I deserve better. So I'm going to walk away from someone that I love because I know I deserve better, but it's it hard. Is. It's, that's it the hard is. thing that you always hear, isn't it? Like, I know what they can be. 
you fall in love with someone's potential yeah. and keep it even though maybe for the past couple of months or years or whatever like I wanted to talk to you about obviously like your narcissistic relationship because I know yeah. that there is a couple of people on Miracle Mindsets that are dealing with that at the moment and have finally broken up with them and stuff but I know for that like there's another facet of like they have broken your self-esteem down so much yeah and they leave you feeling like you need them and you feel worthless and stuff so I wanted to really know like how did you build yourself up after that relationship and how did you learn to love yourself despite maybe them making you feel like you weren't lovable yeah yeah I mean I will I always say like if you're coming out of a narcissistic relationship like I think therapy is really really important because it is like I remember I had a therapist say like it's trauma like you're overcoming trauma it's very traumatic being in that kind of a relationship um so, and it took me a long time. I will say like, I don't feel like I dealt with it the, like very well right after the breakup happened. So I think my healing took a little bit longer. Um, but honestly, like one of the biggest things that helped me coming out of it was, was reading up about narcissists. Um, because I think when you read that, like, they're almost all the same, I think you'll realize like, it wasn't really anything against you. Like it mm-hmm. literally like they could have, they would have ran the same script with anyone that they were with. So that really helped because it was like realizing not only how common it is, but also realizing like, that's just he, like, this person literally had like a personality disorder. Um, I don't know. It made it less personal for me. Mm-hmm. So that really helped. And knowing that I wasn't alone was really, and I felt really stupid. I felt really stupid when I came out of it. Cause I was like, how did I put up with that for so long? Like he was horrible. Um, but realizing like, it's very common. Like they they know exactly how to rope you in. They know exactly how to keep you around. Like they it's, it's literally like a, like a game for them. So like realizing I wasn't dumb, I just was, I was preyed upon. Um, that was really helpful. And then learning how to feel safe in relationships and learning, like, I mean, a lot of this stuff was like learning how to be single, um, learning like reacclimating myself with who I who I was like I almost had to like re-get to know myself again and like kind of ask friends for feedback like am I this person like am I I'm trying to think of like something he would say to me but like am I really difficult do I like to fight he always said you just like to fight I'm like the least confrontational person I know like I know I don't like to fight but like when they kind of keep telling you these things they get it gets really ingrained in you so like asking other people in your life like to get back in touch with reality because really like they kind of disconnect you from reality um so that was a big thing and then like reconnecting a lot of narcissists will isolate you from your friends and family so like reconnecting with them I think a lot of people are scared to go back to the people that they like pushed away um but I think it's really important to be like hey this is what happened like I'm sorry but like I need you right now. Um, and you know, all my friends came back. It wasn't, no one was like, Oh, you were, you know, you were terrible. And I was a terrible friend during that time because like, that was my survival skill. Wow. I can't even imagine what that must be like to go to be so close to somebody. And like, before you even realize what it is that they're doing to you. It's scary. Like yeah. the effect that people can or like how, much people can affect people in relationships I was saying this to my friend the other day I was like isn't it mad the amount of people we know 
that have gone through like therapy because of a boy well it's because I suppose it's because it gets like right into every like little part of you that you wouldn't wouldn't like otherwise be discovered god it's yeah <laughs> yeah it is really I mean it's great like it's I I just think I think breakups are like so underrated like they're not mm-hmm. but they're, like that's not the right word but the pain that comes from breakups so understated like it's people don't recognize how intense the feelings are and like what they what it can do to you I had a couple people on my podcast who talked about like the actual like physical effects that happen when you're going through something like a breakup um so I I mean I think it's like I would love to see like companies give like heartbreak leave you know because it's like it's so intense and then like someone's like okay I don't want to be with you on a Sunday and then Monday it's like okay I gotta go to work and like pretend I'm okay even though like my whole world was just ripped out from underneath me it's crazy I do definitely think it's so underestimated like people don't realize like it's all you can think about like I was sitting on um zoom when I was in work because like my job's remote and like I was literally like absolutely blubbering with like my my green screen on the back and I was thinking how am I working today like I physically can't get any work done like I can't eat I can't sleep and like it's it's just mad like until you go through it like I was saying this sometimes you can give amazing advice when you're in a good place and like like you could give advice on relationships and like someone who's been being broken up with like no you're worth girl like you're gonna be fine but then when you actually go through it and it's like oh my god (laughs) do you know what I mean I mean like terrible yeah you'd be surprised like I have so many like therapists that follow me and they're like I'm a therapist like I should know how to deal with my emotions but I can't like no one is exempt from going through a breakup like I know that if I god forbid ever had to go through one again like I would be a disaster and like I'm the breakup bestie, you know, it's like <laughs> no one's exempt from going through it. I don't care if it's like a psychologist or a therapist or like the, mo- you know, like I love that thing of like listing all the celebrities that have been that have been cheated on, like no one's exempt from going through like really tough stuff like that. And just because you think you should handle it or you should know better doesn't mean you do in the moment. Mm, yeah, That's so true. Exactly. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I know that you have to go now, but where, obviously, I'm sure that people are going to want to know so much more about what they can do to deal with a breakup or maybe like the episodes that you mentioned about like the physical effects and things, I think like would be so good to hear about if if you're going through something like that to kind of recognize it as well. Where can people find you? Yeah, so the best place to find me is on Instagram at your breakup bestie. Um, I have a podcast which is all about breakups. So it's Heal Your Heartbreak. Um, you can find that anywhere you listen to podcasts, but I have there's so many different episodes with different experts and solo episodes talking about different topics. Um, I also did just have a book come out literally today um it's called the breakup workbook and it is available in the uk so um you can order it on amazon or anywhere else you would order books um so that's like a great little workbook where you can go through all different exercises and learn about the different phases of breakups and and all of that so um and then my website where you can find everything is breakupbestie.com amazing congratulations on the book that's thank you 
thank you that'll be so helpful we'll link well. everything down below as well for people but um yeah honestly I literally loved loved having you on so much I know that you're going to help a lot of people because it's just not an easy thing and I don't think a lot of people speak about it like so one of my friends actually sent me your page oh I love it like maybe a weekend and she's like she helped me so much and I was like you know what I'm asking her on the podcast <laughs> I love that um, no and thank you guys so much for having me on this was such a fun conversation